Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I just feel like it snuck up on you that the uh, U.S. election date, it just seemed so far away for so long. And now here it is, 50 days away, and Americans will be voting on either Donald Trump receiving a second term or Joe Biden returning to the White House, but this time not as vice president, but as president of the country, and a country that is in a certain degree of turmoil. And there's concern about what may happen on American streets after the election, regardless of who wins. It's been a very um, a very uh, chaotic scene in the U.S. over the last several months. So Trump versus Biden. Rasmussen Reports is the only U.S. polling firm to conduct daily job performance support numbers for Donald Trump and compare those numbers with similar numbers for Barack Obama on the same days during Obama's first terms. So where are Americans leaning for the 2020 presidential vote in November? Is it Biden or Trump? Uh, are those numbers at all in flux or are they stable? Fran Coombs is the managing editor of, editor of Rasmussen Reports. And uh, we have spent a lot of time on the air with Fran, I think, through 2016's election campaign uh, for about 10 months. Fran, I think you were on the air with us every week and uh, as, we, as we went through that campaign. Right. Uh, it's been an interesting time, to say the least. The Trump years have been fascinating politically, I'll say that. When you look at this campaign of 2020 and you compare it to 2016, even if we just do it numerically, are there comparisons? Is there something that stands out that says this is kind of like last time? Well, certainly uh, a lot of the polling suggests that, and the other pollsters I talked talk to, we all agree, it is very difficult to poll this, uh, this country these days, and particularly with more and more people going to cell phones and things like that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the pollsters are way off again. Uh, everybody, I mean, we're all trying to do our best, but it's just a very difficult environment. Uh, and also you have to deal with the fact that some of the people you talk to may not want to tell you the truth. What are uh, Donald Trump's uh, job approval ratings or, or numbers? Uh, let's say over the last 10 days, you do it every day. Right. Well, as of Friday, he was at 48% approval, 51% disapproval. So, you know, he's close to the 50% mark. In the last, say, 10 days, he's probably ranged from 47 to 51. So he's he's gotten over 50%. Uh, particularly since uh, as the lockdown starts to ease in much of the country, uh, the economy, is, as you know, is, is roaring back. Uh, so you're starting to see his approval numbers go back up. And Joe Biden, what are his, what do his numbers look like? Okay, well, Biden, we don't ask a daily approval number on. Uh, what we do is we have a weekly matchup that we post that we call White House Watch, where we just hype, you know, pitch, uh, pit Biden against Trump. And as of last week, uh, B- Biden had a two-point lead. On Trump, we've been doing this since the beginning of July, and Biden has led consistently every week. Uh, but this is the narrowest gap between uh, the two candidates yet: is, is Biden with a two-point lead, and remember that the poll has a plus or minus three margin of error. So, essentially, we're showing it as a tied race. I went back, uh, Fran, to 2016 on November the seventh day, the day before the election. And there was a, a big poll by uh, by NBC, and they had uh, they had uh, Clinton up by six points, and we're generally uh, guaranteeing everyone there was going to be a Clinton victory. When when we look at the numbers that you have now at Rasmussen, and you've got Biden up by two 
percentage or two points. What does that mean in real terms? If 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 uh, that two point margin were in place twenty four hours before the actual election, would that be a negligible number, or would that point to a Biden victory? It would be a negligible number. I mean, let's our final survey. Okay, remember we were one of three daily tracking polls. Uh, and we basically are the ones who got the election right. Everybody else was wrong. You did, uh, yeah. We had, the day before, we had Hillary up by one or two. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. But remember that this poll is a reflection of, of it's, a national, it's a national look. So Hillary won the uh, popular vote by about 2%. Uh, she lost in the Electoral College. So there are more Democrats than Republicans in this country. So it, it is not unlikely that the the Democratic candidate could again win the popular vote and lose the election. So if Biden were up by two uh, over Trump in our final survey, I don't think Trump would be upset by that at all. Now, Hillary Clinton's uh, popular vote margin, I think it was around, what, three million or four million votes? Three million. Was, I want to say three million, yes. Wasn't that largely concentrated in the state of California? Well, that in New York, which is why, of course, the founders of, of the United States brilliantly came up with the idea of the Electoral College because they didn't want the big population states to dictate to the states with smaller populations uh, every four years in the presidential election. So that's why the Electoral College kind of balances it out. Uh, and that's, that's why you can win the popular vote and still not win the election. Yeah. Fran, if you were to look at you, uh, your comparisons of uh, Donald Trump and Barack Obama, which you do every day, uh, to see how Trump's um, approval ratings, job approval ratings, compared to those of Obama on exactly the same day, at exactly the same time in their first mandates, how do they compare? They're pretty close. Uh, Obama, remember Obama was writing Obamacare, which was very popular with half the country and very unpopular with the other half of the country. Uh, he had done some other things that, that folks, the Tea Party had sprung up. Uh, so there were there were definitely some negative feelings against Obama among many people in this country. And so you know, his job approval rating, too, was in the high, I would say the mid to high 40s at this time in his presidency. They got better at, at, during his second term, particularly in his closing year or so. Uh, he got into the low 50s by the time he left office. Uh, but at this time in his presidency, I'd say he was he's comparable to where Trump was at. When you look at the uh, the power of incumbency, it's important, is it not? If you're the incumbent president, usually that is a distinct advantage. I'm not so sure that it is this time. I mean, you would know. I don't. I'm just. I'm just looking at it from my perspective, north of the 49th parallel. Well, but then, when well, you look at, sorry, go ahead. Incumbency is a good thing, Roy. There's no doubt about it. You've got the bully pulpit. Uh, you've got the money to travel and do things. Uh, you, you know, you're basically initiating policy almost every single day. Uh, look at these look at these uh, peace deals that uh, are suddenly springing up in the Middle East that Trump's people have been working on for months. So yeah, there's the power of incumbency is always uh, is always a good thing for a candidate. So now you've got Joe Biden leading the Democrats, and he's a former vice president eight years uh, under Barack Obama, and before that a senator, and uh, I don't know if he was ever a Congress person, but a, but he was a senator for many years. Senator, yes. Yeah. Long Does that? Uh, what does he bring to the to the election that really favors Biden? Well, basically, our polling shows that Biden brings nothing to the race. That uh, I mean, remember, this guy's been in public office for nearly fifty years, so he it's it's not like he's an unknown. But this whole election is about Trump. 
Uh, we've, we've polled on this a number of times, and voters tell us, I mean, basically the Democrats could run an empty chair against Trump, and people would be voting either for or against Donald Trump. Uh, and I think one of the concerns that a lot of people legitimately have in this country is uh, who's really going to be president if Biden gets elected, because he's clearly uh, showing some signs of early-stage dementia, which many, which many of us have had to deal with in our families. Uh, and, I mean, is Joe Biden up to the task of being president of the United States for four years? Well, I, I guess, you know, you and your fellow Americans will make that decision uh, early in, uh, right. well, in, fi- in 50 days' time. You'll make the decision. Um, can I ask you to put on your news editor's hat? You were uh, the editor of the Washington Times for many years. What are you expecting as far as public reaction to the election is concerned, Fran, regardless of who wins, uh, more and increased violence in the United States. What should we be looking for? Well, the Democrats, there are some who have actually said it out loud in articles in the Washington Post and things like that, that if Trump is reelected, uh, we can almost look for warfare, a civil war in the United States. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the more cynical Republican Trump supporters expect all of this nonsense basically to end the day after the election and Biden's elected. Um, I don't realistically think that. I think, I think once you kind of let the genie out of the bottle uh, in these cities where you're defunding the police and you're not arresting people who are, who are uh, you know, injuring people and destroying property, uh, you're creating quite, quite a precedent. Uh, and I think a lot of the people who are protesting in these cities don't care much for Biden. They're what you would call progressives uh, who are far to the left of Biden on many issues. Um, I think, so the quick answer would be, Roy, if Trump gets reelected, we'll probably see a lot more violence. Uh, if Biden gets elected, I think we will see more violence, but less of it. One more question for you. Have you ever seen, the in your lifetime, have you ever seen the United States in such turmoil? And that would include, I would imagine, Fran, I think you and I are of a similar vintage, that would include the mid to late 1960s. Well, I was, I was just a young man and wasn't really paying attention that much to news, but I do remember seeing the video of the fires in places, cities like Detroit and the, and the right. civil and civil rights uh, activities and all, all the violence that, that was going on there. Right, right after Martin Luther King's assassination. There right, was obviously right. A lot of urban violence. Um, I think why it's worse now, Roy, is, is, that, is that the majority of the public didn't stand for it and you didn't see you didn't see governors and mayors basically just standing aside i mean the 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 behavior of the mayor of portland and the mayor of seattle and the mayor of chicago to me is just breathtakingly incompetent or wrong-headed uh i mean we're supposed to believe that black lives matter and yet dozens of blacks are being gunned down in cities all over the country and have been for years and nobody seems to think care about that at all but all of a sudden when the police are involved we do care uh, and uh, the level of civil disobedience and the tolerance of it by some government officials, to me, is unprecedented and very scary. Okay, I do have one more question. Do you think an appreciable number of Americans are afraid of what, uh, literally, I mean this now, afraid of what will happen on the streets of America after the election, regardless of who wins? I think the Democrats are using that as a tool, to be honest with you. There was even a, a, an op-ed by a Georgetown University professor a couple weeks ago on the Washington Post that pretty much laid that out, that basically the Democrats are campaigning on fear. In other words, vote for Trump, and you know we're coming to your neighborhood, almost that kind of thing. Um, I think they're hoping to, uh, to sway people, particularly perhaps suburban women, uh, with the idea that if you vote for Biden, 
uh, then you're not at risk. Everything will be okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 